Hey friends, I hope you're all staying as safe and healthy and comfortable as possible, and that you're taking care of all the people and pets that are important to you. Do you live in a part of the world that gets a lot of pollen this time of year? I do. I was outdoors a lot this past weekend, and the pollen was just relentless. You can see it, like, caked on every car walking when you're walking down the street. You see it on the street? When, when I took my phone out of my pocket to just, like, cue up a podcast to listen to while I was walking my dog, I'd have the phone in my hand for, like, maybe 20 seconds before I could see a thin film of yellow-green pollen powder covering the glass. Yeah! This time of year, where I live in southern New Hampshire, the pollen is just wicked. Unless you want to be constantly cleaning your tables and countertops, you have to keep your windows closed. And if you've got allergies, this season is even more oppressive, as you can probably imagine. I, I wasn't allergic to pollen at all until I hit my late 20s. And, and fortunately, I found out pretty quickly that that uh, all I need to take is one loratadine tablet every 24 hours. And loratadine is comparatively inexpensive. You can get a, a bottle of about 300 loratadine for like 20 bucks. So yeah, if, if you're dealing with pollen right now, I can completely empathize. Everything outside in my city is the shade of a tennis ball right now. That's no exaggeration. Folks, you're listening to the People Are the Enemy podcast. I'm the host of the show. My name is Andy Mascola. If this is your first time listening, welcome. It's good to have you. There are only three decent podcasts out there that you want to listen to regularly and you never want to miss, and People Are the Enemy is one of the three. And uh, since January 1st, 2018, the day this podcast launched, I have never missed a week. Yeah, that's right. We're, we're there for you every week, so be there for us, okay? There are no ads on this show, and there is no Patreon set up for it. The only thing I've ever asked of listeners is if you love the podcast, and if you like to help support it and myself monetarily, and get yourself or the reader in your life some quality literature, uh, please consider purchasing one or two, all of my books. I'm the author of nine novels that are all currently available worldwide via Amazon in both paperback and ebook formats. If you like ebooks but you don't use Amazon, all nine of my novels are available in ebook format at Google Play. Just search my last name, which is spelled M A S C O L A. That's how you'll find me on Google Play. If you prefer paperbacks but you don't use Amazon, you can find all of my titles at barnesandnoble.com. I shouldn't say all, most of my titles at barnesandnoble.com. BN.com if you're in a hurry. If you've already purchased any or all of my novels, thank you, thank you, thank you. I sincerely appreciate your generous patronage. And with all that out of the way, here's the quirky theme song. Hello, People Are the Enemy listeners. This is episode 231 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Holy crap. Thanks for checking it out. Thanks for being here. Why would you be anywhere else? This is the show, man. This is it. I'm telling you now. I'm, I'm going to tell you something. 
and this is honesty. And again, you can call me conceited. You can say I have a big ego or a big ego if you prefer. And uh, maybe that's it. But man, I listen to my own podcast more than I listen to anybody else's. I swear to you. There's, there's, like I said, maybe there's three decent podcasts. That's it. And this is one of them. And I'm telling you, you're in the right place, friend. So thank you. Good, good to see you. Good to have you along. Thank you for being here. And you're looking outstanding today, if I do say so myself. And uh, give yourself a give yourself a round of applause and a pat on the back, and uh, you know, kiss the backs of both of your hands. You know what I mean? If you've got hands. If if you don't, if you don't, it's okay. Uh, kiss uh, kiss somebody else's hands. I don't know. I don't know. I'm being ridiculous here. And it's speaking of ridiculous, I wanted to talk about something today that stuck in my craw all week. Okay. Now I am not, and this again goes back to speaking of podcasts, I am not a listener of Mr. Joe Rogan, right? The king of the podcast, right? Is he, is he the king? I don't know. I don't know. But, but something in my algorithm uh, on YouTube sometimes feeds uh, things from his program into, into my recommended uh, listening queue on YouTube, right? And I'm sure you understand exactly what I'm saying. And because I'm a music person, because I love music, uh, I get music news constantly and things that are watched by a large amount of people that are considered, you know, worthy of uh, a music fan's attention fall into my queue in YouTube. And the Black Keys, who you may or may not know, uh, two fellas who make um, rock and roll, right? <laughs> it just sounds weird to say that. Two fellas who've been making rock and roll for a long time now, uh, they were on Joe Rogan's show. And... Uh, and there was a clip and it said, uh, Black Keys talk about selling out. And I listened to it and man, <laughs> how embarrassing, how embarrassing. And I'm going to play the clip that, uh, right now, and I'm going to tell you why it's embarrassing. And I want to, I want you to listen. Okay. And I want you to yell out when you hear what I hear. Okay. Cause I know you're going to hear it. If you were, look, if you were sentient at all in the late eighties, when you hear what these, this ding-dong, I shouldn't say these ding-dongs, I'm going to say this ding-dong, meaning Mr. Rogan is talking about, and how, <laughs> and how idiotic he sounds. I want you to scream it out, okay? And it's something very, very simple. And you're going to be like, Andy, why did that make you upset? And I said, I'll tell you why. Because, because, because it matters, man. Because, like, you know, facts matter. And, and uh, culture matters, man. That's why. That's why it gets me upset. And again, I'm, all right, I'm going to stop now because I'm, I'm, I'm setting this up too much and you're probably, you know, you're probably glossed over at this point. But don't get back with me here. Come back with me for a minute. Okay. All right, you back? Okay, good. Because I'm only going to play a clip. I'm only going to play about 25 seconds of this. Okay. I'm hoping this doesn't get me in any trouble. I can't imagine it would. And I'm going to tell you why I was bothered by this. And again, when you hear it, Scream it out because, because I'll be screaming it out in my head and I'll stop the podcast and point it out. But listen to this. Okay. Listen to this nudnik. And the first person you'll hear speaking, by the way, in this clip is Joe Rogan. The next voice you'll hear is Patrick Carney, who's the drummer. Okay. And then the other voice is, uh, Dan Auerbach. Okay. Who is the uh, guitarist and singer for the Black Keys. Okay. Here's the clip. Uh, check it out. And, and, you know, when you hear the part that, that, it's infuriating me, which I, I'm, again, if you were sentient in the late 80s, you'll understand why. Uh, scream it out. Okay, here it is. Here it is. It happens. It doesn't make it, it's not, it doesn't ruin the original song. Okay, first of all, sorry. That's not the part, but I should give this a little bit of context, okay? Rogan's talking about um, using a song for a commercial. And Joe Rogan is saying it doesn't ruin 
the original song. Okay. Okay, here we go. Unless you have, I think certain songs were ruined by commercials. Like, oh, they like made a parody of it? I heard it through the grapevine, I think was... Okay. Heard it through the grapevine. Patrick Carney is disagreeing with Joe Rogan, saying, Heard it through the grapevine was ruined by a commercial. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about now? Late 80s? When this was used in a commercial? Heard it through the grapevine? Are you thinking about what I'm thinking? Good. Keep it in mind. Listen. Oh, that's, that's a rough one. There's a problem there. Although, I, I still, I love the song still, but... Yeah. But I, you know, I think it's true, though. You do now have to think about the grapes. Ah! That's it! The grapes! Raisins! Dancing around. Yeah. Now I don't think about the grapes, man. Why does that make me so angry? Ladies and gentlemen, I have to get some water because I just blew out my vocal cords. Pardon me. <clears throat> and I'm sorry if I blew out yours. <clears throat> Excuse me. That drove me bananas all week long. And I talked to a friend of mine about it. <laughs> Because he, uh, this friend of mine, I say he, man, is a very big fan of the Black Keys. And he's a regular listener of Mr. Rogan's program. And he was excited that the Black Keys were on the show. And I told him about this and he said, oh yeah, he said, I noticed that too. He said, uh, in their defense, they get, they all get very high on his show. I want to say, like, maybe don't. <laughs> Maybe don't. And get your facts together, huh? <sighs> Unbelievable. Grapes! And can I tell you something else? I'm stopping it there. But they continue to say grapes. They never correct themselves. The California raisins were ubiquitous in the late 80s. And these guys all know it. Grapes! Can you imagine? And being okay with this? And that's like the number one podcast in the world. Can you imagine? You want to hear something else disgusting? <laughs> Just the idiocy is disgusting to me. Okay, this this would this is dri little drive me crazy. Now, uh, new listeners, I mentioned this at the beginning of the show. Uh, there are no ads on the show. I mention it every episode of the show. Okay, but I do listen to podcasts that have ads. Okay, and this was an ad I heard on a podcast last week, and I couldn't believe it. And I thought to myself, "Holy crap! Who?" would okay this who would be all right with this like if this if, if this was like a pre-recorded ad and they said you need to play this on your podcast i say uh-uh uh-uh go back and re-record it because you sound like an idiot okay <clears throat> i'm gonna play it for you now i'm not gonna tell you what podcast it's from either because it doesn't matter. I'm sure it was played on, on two dozen different podcasts. It just happened to be one I was listening to. Okay. Maybe you can point out the error to me. Okay? Ready? Here it is. Listen. This is a, a real ad from a podcast that was played last week. Okay? And it you'll maybe it's maybe you heard it too. And tell me if this didn't drive you crazy. Okay? Here, listen.
I never, ever thought I would open a business for myself. And then I had a baby. Meet Patrice Mousseau, founder of Satya Organics, a skincare company created for people with skin issues, powered by Shopify. Okay, it's an ad for Shopify, okay? And uh, yeah, it's, it's a testimonial of a woman who created a skincare product through Shopify and had success, okay? Obviously, <clears throat> it's a testament to this Shopify product. Wait do you hear this. Get ready. Listen to this. When Esme was about eight months old, she developed eczema. The doctors only... Eczema! <laughs> eczema! Eczema! Eczema? What is eczema? Is that like noxema? <laughs> now forgive me. If eczema is different from eczema, I owe this person an apology. Okay, and you an apology. But it, as far as I can tell, this person is speaking about eczema! What is eczema? Listen to this. ...to me was steroid creams. I just started experimenting in my kitchen crock pot. I actually found something that cleared her eczema up in two days. Eczema! <laughs> my god here i am knocking myself out to try to get things accurate and these nudniks are half aing it you know what i mean i'll say it they're half-assing it in these commercials people are paying them can you imagine can you imagine and i hear this and i just lose my mind ladies and gentlemen I lose, I'm sweating right now, literally, like, I'm sitting here, the, the air conditioning was cranked in the room I'm in. You know how, you know what the temperature is outside? It's probably 71. But yeah, the screaming, the working myself up, my blood pressure is probably through the roof. I, I am sweating, I'm literally like sweating right now. I can see it like glistening on my hand as I run my fingers over my forehead. I gotta have some water, excuse me one second. Eczema! Okay. Okay, I'm gonna calm down. Whew. Oh my god. Look, I had to share those two things with you, and I kept them under my hat all week. Again, aside from telling my colleague, my friend, and him having the empathy, and again, in a way, apologizing for Joe Rogan for smoking too much weed and screwing up facts on his show. You wanna know something else that's really gross? <laughs> Besides the idiocy and, and, and the morons <laughs> on podcasts every week, <laughs> this is gross, man. And I know I've talked about this before, the snorting. I heard it again. Can you imagine snorting on mic? And just like in regular conversation, too, just like, oh, yeah, and then snorting. Can you imagine doing that repeatedly? And I'm not going to mention this person, okay, who did it. Okay, I'll tell you what, it's... He's not, it's not one of the three best podcasts, so don't worry, okay? It's not one of, one of our, the good guys, quote-unquote, the good guys, okay? But it is somebody that if, if maybe one day I'm, I could have this person on the show, I would love to do it. So I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus, okay? But I will tell you, it's disgusting, and, and I swear to you, I will never do that to you. I will never do that to you. You will never hear me do that on mic, okay? It's gross. Snorting? Can you imagine snorting on mic? What are you, five? 
Clean up your act. Oh my god. Like, you know, I, I get it. You know, I know Howard Stern. I listened to Howard Stern for years. He would burp, you know, he would fart. He'd do everything. But that was Howard Stern. That's what you got. That's what you expected. You don't expect, like, a monologist just shooting the poop with, a, you know, somebody in the, in the studio. Like, the host, literally, who is just there, like, talking. Yeah, maybe it's comedy. But you snorting? That's disgusting. Disgusting. Is burping and farting disgusting? Yeah, but it's also hilarious, you know? And in the right context, and if you're talking about Howard Stern, yeah, that's kind of what comes with the territory, okay? Especially Howard Stern in the 90s or whatever, right? I don't listen anymore, but you know what I'm saying. Oh, my gosh, ladies and gentlemen. Have you seen Angeline? <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta see Angeline. Oh, my God, this show. I tell you what, like, I had no idea, man. Like, again, I was a, I was born in the 70s, so in the, the late 80s, and I saw Angeline. I'm not in L, from L.A. at all, but I knew who that person was. I was familiar with these billboards of this blonde bombshell, you know, uh, that were posted all up over the city of Los Angeles. And I knew it, and I didn't know what it was. I just knew that it was this woman with incredible proportions. <laughs> Who just, who just happened to be pasted on these billboards and drove a, a pink Corvette. Well, uh, Peacock, a.k.a. NBC, has put together a series called Angeline, and uh, the Angeline character, or the Angeline person, or Angeline, I should just say, is played by Emmy Rossum from Shameless, and she is outstanding in this show. My goodness. Oh, my gosh. And the way this thing is done, I think there's maybe like five episodes, and I watched all five. I, maybe, maybe it was five. Yeah, it was about five. And it was outstanding. Just excellent. They, they go, what it is, it's sort of like, there's testimonials in the present from, from the people. Mind you, they're all being, everybody's being portrayed by, uh, by actors and, <clears throat> by actors. And some, some you recognize and others you won't. Emmy Rossum, obviously, is the star. You recognize Emmy Rossum. There's a fella on there who plays a journalist who I remember from the show Girls. He played Ray, I think, on Girls. And uh, he plays like a, a journalist who is tracking Angeline down. And what the way the show works is like they break the fourth wall and they have the, them being interviewed in the room in the present, meaning like 2022, including Angeline herself, who's now 71. But of course, it's again, it's Emmy Rossum playing Angeline. <clears throat> and they're telling you the story and then they flash back. It's so well done and so interesting, so compelling. And Angeline as a person and you know, basically was known as the first person to uh, be famous for nothing or famous for the sake of fame, you know. Uh, but I'm telling you, man, it is great. I, I absolutely recommend it. And uh, unlike, you know, I, I remember talking to you about Pam and Tommy, and I like that a lot, too. Again, this is that kind of a, a memoir, biopic sort of thing that they're doing these days where they're, instead of putting it in the movie theater they're making it into a multi-part series and unlike Pam and Tommy which I watched once and understood and appreciated and liked uh when but didn't feel like the need to see it again Angeline I think is good enough like to watch it a second time and I literally started watching it a second time I like it that much I recommend it anyway that's about all I've got for you today <laughs> I hope I didn't blow your eardrums out I didn't expect to get as worked up as I, I did about that. But yeah, again, the ignorance really, really bothers me. Um, I'm going to throw it to our good friend, Rachel from Des Moines with the chart chat. Here it is. Take it away, Rachel. Thanks, Andy. Hello, and welcome back to Rachel's chart chat for another week. Thanks to everyone who listened last week. 
Andy, I re really liked your story of doing teacher-led exercises to Electric Avenue. It seems like there was a lot of love for Eddie Grant in general. Good to hear. To follow up on one of the chart picks from last week, I confirmed that William Shatner was actually inspired by Frank Sinatra when he was doing that performance of Rocket Man, and it was from the 1978 Saturn Awards. And you can learn more on an article on CheatSheet.com. For the 70s chart this week, we're in May 27th of 1978, and we're going to start off with Running With The Devil by Van Halen, and that's the first song on their first album, but it's actually the second single that they released. And I was listening to it uh, to prepare for this, and I noticed a weird little whistle sound, and I did some googling, and it turns out that was the Acme Siren Whistle. Those are still being made, you can still get those. Uh, the song was at number 98 this week, down from a peak of number 84. At number 87 this week is Walter Egan, who we discussed last week with his big hit, Magnet and Steel. Um, I realized when I was talking about him and just kind of casually mentioning, maybe he's not known to everybody, so I wanted to feature this song since it happened to turn up the very next week. This would eventually hit number eight, and it's definitely his biggest hit. And you can hear it in a fair amount of movies. And also I learned that uh, Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham sing background vocals on the song. At number 78 is our New Jersey Buddies stars with a Z again with their song Hold On To The Night. And this would only peak at 78. Um, but if you listen to this one, especially when you compare with the song we had last time, uh, it's definitely a more polished sound only a year later. Um, I think for me, I prefer Cherry Baby, how that sounded. But it's also just a good, it's also a good song. At number 74, the song It's Late by Queen off of News of the World or for the title Nisha folks, Squisher the Killer Robot. And this would only make it to 74, and it was the final single off of that album. And I debated picking it, but I just really liked the sound of it. It seemed a little proggy to me. I don't know why this one wasn't more of a hit. At number 63 is REO Speedwagon with their song Roll With The Changes. This would eventually make it to number 58. Um, it was their second song that charted in the Hot 100. It was off of the album You Can Tune A Piano But You Can't Tune A Fish. When I was looking at their discography, it really seemed like they were just kind of struggling throughout the 70s, but then a switch flipped in 1980 and they were huge. So maybe they just had to kind of bide their time, find, build their audience. Uh, this al album also had uh, Time For Me To Fly, and Roll With The Changes hit 58, and Time For Me To Fly was 56. At number 53 is uh, Plastic Bertrand with Safran Pour Moi, and this was, you've, I'm sure you've heard this maybe in a movie, uh, it's when anytime something is happening that's European and very fast, it has this great, uh, it's driven by the saxophone, I feel like. I first heard it in National Lampoon's European Vacation, but it was also in uh, Wolf of Wall Street and like I say, a ton of other stuff. It's only made it to number 47, but it's well regarded as a kind of a crossover between punk and new wave type of song. It's a lot of fun. It's one of only a few songs with French lyrics that have charted in the U.S. And our last song from the 70s chart is Every Kind of People by Robert Palmer. It's at number 25 this week, but would make it to number 16. I have, I think I must have heard this originally with the 1992 version uh, remix that he put out. Um, but I think my whole life I always thought this was a cover. And I don't know if it's just because the title kind of sounds like Everyday People. But I truly assumed this was some like 60s song he was covering, but it's not. Um, it was a Robert Palmer original. It was written by Andy Frazier. And the other side of this coin is there's a song from the 80s chart I had always thought it was an 
original, but turns out as a cover, and that was Once Bitten, Twice Shy, uh, Great White had covered that. So now we will turn to 1989. This was the, in the midst of the re-release -re craze that we, um, oddly enough, had discussed last week. And there are five songs on the charts, and you could kind of quibble and say a sixth, that had had some previous charting history, and now they were giving it another shot. The five songs in this 1989 chart that had been released in years previous were Peter Gabriel's In Your Eyes from 1986, which of course uh, came back in popularity due to being used in the movie Say Anything. Um, we also had the Send Me an Angel 89, which is a remix from the original version in 83. The big one was uh, Benny Mardona's Into the Night from 1980, uh, charting again here in 89. And I read that that was, uh, came back into fashion when an Arizona DJ was doing a Where Are They Now segment. So this was a new one that I learned was that uh, the Bell Stars version of Ico Ico was originally out in 1982, but it was kind of only a hit in the UK. And then when it was used on the Rain Man soundtrack in 89, it became a hit in the US and around the world. And then uh, there's a song called Where Are You Now by the group. It, it's credited as Sync featuring Jimmy Harnon. And what I learned was that the, it came out as a version with the band Sync in 86. And then Jimmy Harnon credited solo to him in 89. And it did a lot better that, that time around. I do want to do want to get into the chart picks. Uh, at number eighty, we have "Dressed for Success" by Roxette, and this was this is the one that I'm calling kind of a gray area. But it was, you know, released in Sweden earlier, and then after the look was a big hit worldwide, they put it out again, and it charted in the U.S. Uh, it was number eighty this week, and we make it to number fourteen. I think everybody knows the look. Everybody loves that one. Uh, this one's also very good, and I think it's notable that the title of the album is "Look Sharp," and you hear the in the lyrics they kind of just shouted at some point. At number 76, we have the group XTC with their song The Mayor of Simpleton. And this will go on to hit number 72. This is off of their album Oranges and Lemons. And I have to admit, I don't really know a lot about XTC other than as a Yes fan, I would always see their albums when I would be CD shopping. When I listened to this song, it kind of reminded me a little bit of They Might Be Giants. I feel like a lot of my Twitter mutuals are big into XTC, so that's why I wanted to put this on the picks. At number 75, we have the group Was Not Was with their song Anything Can Happen. And they're, of course, known more for Walk the Dinosaur. So I was listening to this song on headphones, not looking at the music player. And the, as they hear these lyrics, she took me in the bedroom to show me her computer. She asked me if I liked it. I told her she was cuter. And I thought, who in the world is this? And I looked and it was Was Not Was off that same album as Walk the Dinosaur. And it kind of surprised me. So I just wanted to put it on here, and that's all there. That's all I have to say. It was number 75 this week. That was as high as it, as it got. At number 68 is the group Love and Rockets with their song So Alive, and this would go on to hit number three. Recently, I was hanging out in the live stream for the uh, VJ Big Suit show, and he played a song by Daniel Ash called This Love, and as I heard the vocals, I thought, this sounds like that I don't know what color your eyes are, baby song. Fortunately, Jeffrey and the other music fans in the chat were able to educate me on him. And it turns out that Daniel Ash is the lead singer of Love and Rockets. And in addition to that and having a solo career, he was also in Bauhaus. That was his first group. And then he uh, formed the group Tones on Tail, has the song Go, and then Love and Rockets, and then also had this solo career. So he's really been very prolific in music. And I would say different styles, but kind of having a you know, a little heavier, darker sound than some groups, but and obviously a very distinctive voice so that I could kind of track him across these different bands.
At number 37, it's another UK act, uh, Roachford, with their song Cuddly Toy. And this made it to number 25. Cuddly Toy uh, is just the British English for what US American speakers would say stuffed animal, you know, plush toy. Uh, I see it, the title is also called Cuddly Toy Feel For Me, in parentheses. And I felt like this song had a great sound. It sounded, you know, of the time. And I don't know if it was something where it was just not, didn't have that little bit of distinction that pushed it to make it more of a hit. But, you know, 25 is very respectable. Just surprised I don't hear this one more. Um, at number 31 is the group Living Color with their song Cult of Personality. And this will go on to hit number 13 on the Hot 100. And this is their signature song. And it won them a Grammy for Best Hard Rock Performance. And they also, the video, won two VMAs. And this has just such a distinctive riff. And it's kind of in that same area with We Didn't Start the Fire of we're going to give you a little history lesson and uh, kind of make you think while you're, or maybe give you some people to look up while you're listening to the song. And I learned that this is used as an entrance music for the wrestler CM Punk and that Living, Col Living Color actually played live at WrestleMania 29 in 2013. At number 23 this week is This Time I Know It's For Real by Donna Summer. This will go on to hit number 7. And I'm just playing for you, playing this for you now in case you ever need a song to rickroll somebody with and you are tired of rickrolling them, you can send them a different stock Aitken Waterman song. And finally, at number 13, it's the homie Howard Jones with his song Everlasting Love. This would make it to number 12. And this was one that I liked a lot in 89, and I like it now. And just the more I hear of Howard Jones, I just, I'm just i always glad to hear his songs. And positivity comes to mind for this one also. Um, he just has a great voice, and he, I think he had a variety of different sounds that he did throughout, throughout the 80s, throughout his career. Well, that's all for me this week. Thanks so much for listening, and back to you, Andy. Thank you, Rachel. Wonderful, wonderful stuff. I love that Plastic Bertrand song, Sa Plan Pour Moi. So good. It's so funny because, like, um, I I purchased a, a Dinosaur Jr. CD via Amazon. And what happened was they sent me the CD, but it was the wrong physical CD inside the case. It was It was a used copy. And I can understand why they put it in there because the coloring was very similar. It was like purple and black. And uh, I played it and I said, this is not this is not Dinosaur Jr. And what it was was a compilation. And the first song on it was Sonic Youth doing a cover of Sa Plan Pour Moi. It's so, so great. Really, really dig that song. And Lovin' Rockets So Alive. Oh my God, I had the single as a younger person. Uh, I played it to death. Holy moly. That was... I just remember I remember hearing it, <clears throat> and at the time I was a fan of The Cure, and I heard uh, Love and Rockets So Alive, and I was just like, oh my god, this doesn't sound like anything else on the radio right now. And I bought the, the single, I remember it was like in a little red, it was a little red cardboard slip cover, you know, the way the singles used to be, and it had like a woman's legs on the, on the cover. Uh, very, very cool, I played that to death. Awesome stuff. And Howard Jones, oh, Howard Jones. I heard him yesterday, literally in the supermarket, uh, playing over the supermarket speakers. Great stuff. Thank you so much, Rachel. That was so wonderful. This has been episode 231 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Our theme song is Walrus Love by Nokia Ocean. You can find that song and more at pizzapuppies.bandcamp.com. My name is Andy Mascoli. You can purchase my novels via Amazon and other online book retailers in both paperback and ebook formats for as little as $1.99. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you, Rachel from Des Moines. We love you. Peace.